and we're back with another podcast series. This time, we're covering and summarising The Creative Curve by Alan Garnett. So, you're probably thinking, what's in it for me listening to this podcast series? How about learn the secrets of creative success? Open the pages of any history book or stroll into a museum and it won't be long before you come across men and women regarded as geniuses. People whose remarkable talents have helped shape the history of art, literature and science. But how did these people become so accomplished in their creative fields? And how can we emulate their success? In this podcast series, we'll explore the scientific and social underpinning of success. We'll go on a journey that looks at some of history's geniuses, such as Leonardo da Vinci and Charles Darwin, and ask whether their success was down to unique inspiration, convenient timing, or merely good luck. We look at the sorts of friends and teachers the most successful people had by their side and explore the hidden phenomenon behind many successful products and creative ideas. In the following podcast of the series, you'll discover the surprising truth about relationships between intelligence and creativity, the reason why the most popular creative ideas are more familiar than the original, and how your friends influence your creative potential. So we're now on to the first key principle from the book. Creativity is fueled by purposeful practice, not intelligence. How creative would you say you are? If you want to find out, start by thinking of as many uncommon ways you could use a hairdryer. One idea might be to use it for a leaf blower. This exercise is a test of your ability for divergent thinking. The ability to find multiple solutions to a single problem. Divergent thinking is strongly associated with creativity. In other words, the more ways you thought of using the hairdryer, the more creative potential you probably have. Looking at people's divergent thinking abilities has helped scientists understand the relationship between creativity and intelligence. In 2003, Austrian psychologists investigating creativity and intelligence found that one participant's IQ scores went above 86. Their score was no longer predictive of their divergent thinking abilities. A person with a genius IQ level of 150 was no more likely to think of more solutions to a problem than someone with an average IQ of more than 100. In other words, beyond a relatively low threshold, your overall intelligence makes no difference to your potential for creativity. Around 80% of the world's population has an IQ above the 86 threshold. Astoundingly, this means that roughly 3 billion people are walking around with the same creative potential as the geniuses we are taught to idolise. So, how can you unlock this potential? Research indicates that it all comes down to practice. But not just any type of practice. It must enable you to expand your skills and challenge yourself. Studies by K. Anders Ericsson of Florida State University have found that to become an expert in any field, one must practice in a way that emphasises tangible goals and continual feedback. When studying professional violinists, Ericsson found that although all the violinists spent a similar number of hours practising, the most accomplished among them were the most purposeful. The most expert performers would ensure that a teacher regularly listened to it and critiqued their playing, thus providing a feedback mechanism. They also asked the teachers to assign them practice exercises they weren't yet proficient with and worked on them until they became competent. In this way, they always had clear goals to work toward. So, if you want to unleash your creative potential, don't just practice the same skills over and over again in isolation. Make it your mission to continually develop skills and seek regular feedback.